This is Audacity with Letitia Barriola. This is a podcast about how to be fearless with your life, career, and faith. If you want to start or grow a business, expand your brand, believe bigger, or just be courageous with your life, this podcast is just for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to Audacity. I am so glad you are here with me this week. I hope you've been enjoying um, these episodes. I have really enjoyed creating them just for you. Um, I am recording this the first week of November and it is finally chilly in Florida. We finally have the big jackets and the heat is on. I'm not going to tell you the temperature because my girls in New York um, and wherever in Canada and across the world you're going to be like, you have the heat on and it's what outside? So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go there, but you should know my heat is on. <laughs> so it is nice and crispy in fall and um, I'm excited about what the season brings. And today I um, am bringing you a topic that I think is talked about a lot and it is talked about in language that sometimes it's, it's really hard to grasp. And it has everything to do with your calling or your purpose on earth. Oh, man. When I tell you I have wrestled with those words and those concepts for as long as I can remember. Remember, if you listen to my ambition episode, if you haven't heard that one, please go back and listen to it. Ambition versus anointing. It will make this episode make a lot of sense to you. I think it's maybe two or three episodes ago. And so you know that I am a woman who is really prone to like wanting to do magnificent, significant, big things on earth. You know, I'm driven, I'm ambitious. And I, um, God really had me examine why that is. And he is lovingly moving me into what he has anointed me to do. And to learn how to make an impact on this world, not in my own strength, not for my own agenda, but in alignment with what he wants to do through me, you know, like how he created me to move through this world and for his purposes. It's a process, you know, it's a process, but every day I would say, I am chipping off the layers and getting closer and closer to what it looks like to be a, um, a woman who believes in God and wants to give her life to God and serve him and the world um, and, and make this life really matter, right? So um, <clears throat> I want to talk about calling and purpose, but I want to like really mix up the language that's used around those concepts. And I have come up with 20 questions to ask yourself to help you find your, um, what you're calling or what is your, what you're anointed to do. And, and, and that's another like cliche kind of word, all respect. And it's a holy, you know, it's a holy word. So I don't want to like take away from it, but Sometimes I can feel so big, like, like what vague, what does that really mean? Anointing, you know, what does it really mean? Calling, what does it really mean? Purpose. You mean I have just one purpose? 
Um, so yes, as a girl who has studied this and have wrestled with it and has asked God about it and have, I mean, man, this has been like my life's work, understand, trying to understand calling and purpose. And, um, this is coming up for me because I am starting to realize, um, what, like the anointing that's on my life and, um, you know, you can be anointed for more than one thing, I'm sure. But like one of the major themes and one of the major callings and purposes on my life, I am really close to being like, yeah, no matter what, I've got to do this. It's not something I pick up and put down. It's not something I quit doing and put away. It's not if it doesn't work or it doesn't, you know, it's like something I commit my life to. And if you stay to the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you what that is. But first, let's see if I can help you. Let's see if I can help you um, ask yourself 20 questions to get to the truth of the matter. What is it that has been your life's calling probably for some time? And, and what is a way to identify it? And I will say some of you know what it is, but it's buried underneath a bunch of other stuff because it's risky. It's like causes you to get out your comfort zone. You've got to make some life changes. Like it's, it's requires something of you. You know what it is. Right. And I think some of these questions are going to be like, oh, you're going to you're going to have the same answer to all of these questions. Um, and for others of you, maybe you don't quite know what that thing has, has been that has followed you most of your life or maybe most of your adult life. And um, this sort of these 20 questions can kind of help you figure out, wow, I think I may have an anointing or I think my special gift or I think what I'm one of the things I'm created to do on this earth is this. That's what I hope for you. Okay, the first question is, what keeps coming back to you? What keeps coming back to you? So um, as I've identified what I'm going to reveal later in the podcast, the thing that um, I'm going to commit myself to, it is something that I can date back to um, mm, high school, something I can uh, date back to high school. And it has come back to me many, 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 many times since then all the way up to now I'm almost 40. I'll be 40 next year. And it's almost comical because I can look back at journals. I can look back at old social media posts. I can think back to conversations with friends where I'm always bringing up this thing. It keeps coming back. That's how I know it's something that won't die. It's always going to live within me until I do something about it, which is number two. What is the thing that never really dies? It just takes on new life when you decide to pay attention to it. So this is another way to ask yourself, like, what is my calling or what is it that one of the things God has created to me to do is what is the thing that never really dies? Think about it, my friends. I can almost guarantee you if you just do some research on yourself, if you don't know what it is, go back and look at journal entries from 2004. 
See what you were talking about back then, what you were griping about, what you were praying about, what you were hoping for. Go back to those journals. Go phone up a friend and have a real conversation with them that you've, you've had for a long time and, and maybe pick their brain. What is it something that, I, that you know I always keep coming to you for, with? And maybe they can help you identify it. Number three is what it feels like, man, if I could do this, I'd feel complete. If I could do this, oh my gosh, this would be so cool. Um, I I know there are moments, because I have them, if I have them, some of you have them too, where you let yourself dream just a little bit and you you can actually see yourself living out, you know, like a realistic scenario of you actually doing this thing for real and you get those flutters and you're like, oh, that would be so cool. And then your brain comes in is like your mind, your thoughts start like because, you know, it likes to do what it knows to do. It likes comfort. It doesn't like new stuff. It doesn't like risk. That's when your thoughts come and interrupt that vision. And you're like, gosh, well, that would mean I would have to do this. And that would mean I got to do that. And there's no way we can do this right now because of this. Right. And it, and, and that vision slowly goes away and you go back to your normal everyday thinking. What is that vision, my friend? All right, number, we are on, I'm so bad at keeping track. One, two, three, four. (laughs) We're on five. What feels almost too easy? Oh, gosh, could it really, can I really do that and that feels fulfilling? Or could I really do that and that be like a business? I remember my coach telling me about, um, we're talking about my anointing, my gift, And how that could really be my thing. That can be, you know, like something I commit my life to. And I remember saying, like, that's just like really, that almost feels too easy. Like, could it be just that? Have I really been complicating this thing all along? And she was like, yes, that's what I want you. That's the thing about a gift. The thing about a gift is that, like, you were given this talent or you were given this ability and it's, it's kind of, it's easy. It comes easy to you. You do it with ease because God gave it to you. You didn't have to like work really hard. It's not a skill. It's a gift. And so when you operate in your gift, it feels like ease. Um, of course, you can grow in that gift and take, you know, challenge yourself and take courses and, and, you know, if it's a business, whatever it is, like you can Uh, advance in your giftings. But I really believe this is me. Okay, this is just my opinion. And how I feel like it works in my life is that your gift and your anointing should feel like ease to you. Number six, what requires you to mature and grow? Mm. I often think that part of the good work that God planned for us to do on earth, that he predestined for us. I often think because he's God and he's so interested in our character and our heart and developing us into humans like Jesus, right? Christians, we are Christ followers. I, I There's always a, it's several things at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's usually not like you just get to do this thing. It's usually he's going to mold you and shape you and your heart is going to change. So I would ask yourself, 
what requires you if like if you were to step fully in that does it require you to mature a bit do you got to grow up your faith or do you have to grow up a little bit if you do I would say that's a good sign that that's part of your calling right now one two three four five six sorry guys I'm on seven (laughs) let me go ahead and write seven so I know okay seven Number seven, what can you do like no one else and you know it? What can you do like no one else and you know it? You just know it. At this point, you know, my my listeners are in their 30s. You know what I mean? Like at this point, you know your, your strengths. And so I want you to think about like what makes you distinct and different. Um, that's a gift that was given to only you. And I believe operating in that gift is is what your calling is sort of linked to. Next is, number eight, what brings out your best gifts? What brings it out of you? So one of my gifts, I know for sure that I don't, you know, I can make this better. I can improve it. But a gift is my voice. You guys tell me all the time how much you love my voice. I was a news anchor for 13 years where my voice was my gift and it I was highly favored because of my voice. This voice is one of my best gifts. And so part of what I'm going to share is, oh, well, if this is one of my best gifts, then that must mean that God wants me to give this gift to the world. So what would my life really look like if I went beyond my podcast and gave my get my gift to people and bless them with what God has blessed me with. Number nine, what have people told you over the years you're really good at, or how have you truly blessed people? This kind of goes back to what brings out your best gift. So usually one of your best gifts, like one of your, you know, just one of your best gifts, that's the best way I can say it. People are going to, it's enough to move people where they'll speak up and tell you this is really special. Did you know that this is really special? You know that you can cook a mean meal like, man, you should be a chef. This is crazy. Or um, if you're, if you're a caregiver, right? Or if you're in healthcare, um, what do people tell you that you're really, really good at that's challenging for them, or they just don't have that gift and they see it in you? If you're a teacher, if you're an engineer, if you're a musician, okay, think about that. Number 10, what are you doing? Oh, this is, this is going to cost some people out. What are you doing that's similar to the thing you really want to do? <laughs> it's just not quite it. just the safer version. What are you doing that's similar to the thing you really want to do? It's just not quite it. Just a safer version. Oh my goodness. For me, the, the, the example that comes up right away is my news career. My news career, um, was very similar to what I really wanted to do. Um, but it was the safer version. It was the, I get paid every two weeks version. It was a, you know, it was like, <laughs> they I write scripts, you know, it's like, it, it's a nice put together structure where my gifts were shining. Um, it, it's similar to what I'm doing now, which is I have control of the microphone. I get to share what stories I want to share. 
right? I get to pick and choose what I use my voice for. In news, I didn't have that choice. And eventually there, it came to a point where I was so sick over the fact that I couldn't use my gift in the way that I really wanted to use my gift. That doesn't mean God didn't, God didn't use me or that even God called me to that season for that long. But it, it definitely created some tension within me because it wasn't quite, it was similar, but it wasn't just it. Number 11, what feels risky? What feels risky? I think the season, the calling, the next level is gonna, your brain, your mind is gonna tell you that's a little risky. It, it may not be risky, but your brain is going to be like, ooh, you're going to do that? Okay, that's risky. I actually think you should investigate. You should lean into the things that feel risky. I'm not saying like go do the risk-taking thing, but I, I want you to look at that as a sign that actually maybe this is something I'm supposed to pursue, but negative forces, the enemy, is trying to convince me that it's not safe for me to do. Number 12, what feels like it's a, it's a really vulnerable thing for you to do? What feels like vulnerability? I can tell you in this next season that I'm kind of moving into, it's going to require me to um, be vulnerable, to be more of an open book, to share more of what I'm going through, share more of maybe the lessons I'm learning and um, what God is showing me and maybe the pain that I have and how God is healing me. Like it's going to require me to be a bit more vulnerable. And I'm kind of cheating right now because I feel like my podcast is the perfect size audience and I feel safe here. And I, I be telling y'all stuff like, you know, you guys know some stuff and not everybody does. But where I'm going is um, it's going to require me to have a bit more vulnerability with more people. And I think that's a sign that this is a gift, this is a calling, because at the end of the day, y'all, it's like the reason why we have a gift is so people can be blessed by it and so God can get the glory for it. So God can be glorified on this earth because here you are a believer in the living God and you're, you're operating in the way that he's created you to operate and it's causing people to be blessed and in awe of what you're doing and excellence and what it almost looks miraculous to them and it's going to point them to your creator. And so I don't think our calling are necessarily supposed to be, you know, um, limited I think there are some gifts that are supposed to bless a lot of people. Okay, where am I? That was 12. 13. What would you do for free? Like the getting money for it is actually a bonus. What would you do for free? Getting money for it is a bonus. Oh, some of you have the answer right away. Some of you have their answer right away. You're like, ah, if I, you know, I would do this. If I had the resources to do this or whatever, whatever, like, sure, it would be awesome. I would do it. And if I could get paid to do it, psh, couldn't tell me nothing. What is that thing? I believe that is something that you are called to do. What lights you up? What lights you up? When you're doing it, what feels amazing, when I'm on this microphone with my headphones on and I can hear my voice and I'm allowing my thoughts and my and God's revelation pop up through me and I'm delivering it to you when I write my show, like 
that feels like so right for me feels so right like I am operating in my calling when do you feel like that I think this is 14 what would you stay up late for and what would you get up early to do that's a good one especially for these moms out here oh the struggle is real what would you stay up late for this is a great I love this question what would you get up early to do um what feels like legacy to you think about that would you think about that what feels like legacy to you so when I think about when Miles and Ava are older hey kids if you listen to this one day I'm thinking about you you're only three and eight right now well Miles will be eight next week but um what I, I want to create a body of work that means something to them that they can look back and say, my mother was um, pursuing a God that she loved, that she encountered and she knew to be real. And she told stories and she used her voice and she gathered people together and she inspired. My mother did that. And they have and they have all this to go back to listen to and look at. That to me feels like legacy. What feels like legacy to you? What feels right for you? What feels right for you? I love this question because it's so simple. It's like, gosh, it just feels right. Forget calling in purpose and like what just feels right. Now, I know feelings can be fleeting and deceptive. Okay. And I know there's advice out there saying you shouldn't always go with what you feel. But what the feeling I'm talking about, my friends, is is kind of like that light up feeling. It's not this temporary feeling that you get that you've gotten. It's it's a feeling that you've you've had for many, many, many years and it always feels right when you tap into it, but you just don't hold on to it long enough to really, really experience what it's like to live it out. That's what I mean about what feels right to you. Okay, mm, 17. What do you love to do but don't think you're qualified to do? <laughs> These are so good. Because these are real thought. These are literally the 20 things that they're so just what needs to be asked of me. Um, what do you love to do, but you don't think you're qualified to do? This is a whole sermon in itself. Okay. But let me be the voice to tell you and what people have told me when I say, who am I to do this? Who am I to do this? That's why you're the right one to do it. One thing I have learned about being a news anchor all those years on TV and a reporter all these years on TV is that um, what makes you likable and what makes you like a magnet for other people is that you're real, okay? That you're authentic, that you're not perfect. When I realized people liked me because I was like, like not like a perfect here's what we're going to do today on the news you know I was perfect I was imperfect and people were like oh she's a human being and but she has this gift and like gosh I really like her 
So I would actually say that your imperfectness is what God is going to use to attract your people. Obviously, you got to be qualified to like be a doctor and I'm not a surgeon. (laughs) I'm not telling you to be imperfect and cutting up somebody's heart. Please be perfect doing that. (laughs) But you get me here. You get me, right? Okay. Number 19. How can you bless a lot of people? I've kind of said this before, but it's like um, someone said something to me recently where I really believed her and no one has ever really put it this way to me before. And it kind of goes back to like how your gift is for other people. But she was like, Tish, you can help so many people doing this. Like we would be so blessed if you if you put this out there for all of us to enjoy. Like you're doing a disservice by not offering this to us. And I and she was so genuine with that that I was like, "Wow. I've never thought of it that way. Like how can you bless people?" Think about that. That could be your calling in this season. Number 20, finally, what would you look like if you were operating in excellence? If you were operating in absolute excellence. I love this because I, you know, I basically look at my like, what would my highest self operating on all cylinders, what would she look like? And obviously it's a fallen world. No one's perfect. There are problems everywhere. There is stress you know, um, all of that. But it's like, can we just imagine, (laughs) just imagine like in the garden, if we were pre Adam and Eve, Apple, all of that, just imagine like, what do you think you would be doing in excellence? That is what I think we are called to pursue, even in this imperfect, challenging world. God can still be found in it. We can still experience God in it. And I believe that's probably what's going to truly fulfill us. Make us feel like the work we're doing on, on earth, the time we have here is being well spent and, and all is well with my soul. Those are my 20 questions. Did any of those resonate to you? Will you promise me to think about some of these things and really answer them? So as for me, as I ask myself these questions, it almost feels just like, oh, Tish, you are a broken record. Man, I'm almost tired of me saying this and coming back to this. Uh, But I'm going to give myself some grace. Because um, I just am. (laughs) I need it. So when I think about um, the calling in this season, the one thing that has been with me all this time, the thing that I have said I'm not quite qualified to do, so I'm I'm not, I may do it in doses, but you're not going to catch me like really committing to it. 
um, the thing that requires me to mature and grow, what feels almost too easy, what feels like legacy, what feels right, what lights me up, what feels a little risky, oh, I got to be vulnerable, what would I do for free, I am doing for free, what would you, you know, all of these questions comes back to the same thing for Letitia, for me. And I don't even know the perfect way to say it, but I am realizing that God and faith-driven content and faith-driven projects um, and me using my actual voice to bring inspiration and motivation, maybe a little teaching, um, but to really kind of serve as a catalyst um, to help people pursue God. Like, pursue God and get to know him. Uh, He is the most fascinating being ever. There's nothing else I'd rather spend my time doing than figuring out new ways through media, right? Producing my own media projects, which you'll hear about. I'm doing it here on this podcast. This, this makes me so, it's a labor of love and I love it. Um, so anyway, that's the direction I'm heading. I'm adding that to what I'm doing now. I'm figuring out a way to be committed to using my voice to talk about and inspire people um, to look towards God, to pursue him. And um one of the ways I'm going to do that, I will be sharing, maybe I'll share next week. Um, actually, no. Why wait? I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm creating audio devotionals. So in the last episode, remember I gave you a little taste? That's where I'm going. That's the new project that Paradigm Media Group is producing um, for me. I'm the client, right? Um I I am producing audio devotionals that will be less than $10 a month, probably like seven, $8 for people to that where my voice, my gift that God has given me, I'm going to layer in scripture and prayer and, and music to hopefully inspire you to pursue God deeper and deeper. So that's that little experiment I did last episode. I'm going to commit to it. And honestly, y'all, even what I did last episode of giving you a teaser, that was more of me playing around with it. Like whenever you feel like you got to ask permission and like see what people say first and da, 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 that's just, that's me stalling and me being like, well, no one even said they wanted this, so I'm not going to do it. You know, like finding a way to back out. But what I'm going to try to do, my friends, is be committed to this calling no matter what I'm doing in life, no matter how my business evolves, I'm doing different things, whatever, this part of the business is going to be part of it. Whether it's for free, I just launched a Facebook group, uh, or I relaunched it because, again, I dabbled in it and then I shut it down. I wasn't committed. So it's a faith-driven, you know, Christian, modern-day Christian women um, Facebook group. I'll put the link in the show notes. I've got my audio devotional. Of course, I'll keep, you know, faith is always a topic here on Audacity. And who knows what else God has in store for me and for you. So feel free to share with me. What is God calling you to do in this season, my friend? Don't leave me out here hanging. 
I shared mine, you share yours. <laughs> Find me on Instagram at Letitia Barriola, my first and last name. Hit me up in DMs um, and let me know what is that thing you're going to pursue now after this episode. Okay? Have a fantastic week and we'll talk soon. Bye.